Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Dale. And this week's game is Roller Games for the NES. Roller Games for the NES was developed by Konami and published by Ultra in 1990 for the NES as well as in the arcade. Indeed it was, Ultra being the uh, subsidiary that Konami used to get around those strict Nintendo of America licensing rules back in the 90s. I guess it's just if one if you're a company that's big enough to afford to create a fake other company, then whatever. I guess, I guess you're doing something right, so they don't care. You know, you'd think they'd be like, wait a minute, if they're so... I guess, who knows? Who knows? It, as far as I knew about it, it was just that Nintendo had some weird rule that you could only make five games for their system per fiscal year. So Konami just made their own second company and said, screw it, we'll make ten. Yeah, well, I mean... I could kind of see it as as a wise thing in retrospect because that's one of the big problems with Atari was that it was the market was flooded with games so everybody stopped buying like the retailers stopped buying you know what I mean so because long story short it was flooded and the same thing kind of happened in Japan if you look at all the Famicom games there's a lot of crap out there that didn't make it over so due to the five game you know what I mean where they're like that does kind of force you to bring your best I don't know who knows. Definitely. I'm sure Nintendo was trying to avoid another video game crash. Yeah, no, they, well, either way, it all led to this roller games in 1990, <laughs> which is interesting because much like, you know, the Nintendo version is frequently different from the arcade version. And that's the same here where the arcade is actually, I guess, more of a recreation of the, the roller games itself, which is a sport that we'll talk about briefly here in just one second, but kind of like professional wrestling in a way. I don't know how uh, <laughs> scripted it was, but or is. Well, it's not. It's not my place to say. But I did make the same comparison in my notes. This is literally WWF with characters and teams on roller skates. Sure, yeah. what, what it seemed like to me at least. <laughs> That's absolutely yes. Um, but the NES game is is much different. It's more of a side scrolly kind of beat 'em up thing. We'll, we'll get into here shortly. But had you ever, okay, so before this, had you ever heard of or seen the show before? Funny you should ask. I have a super vague memory of this TV show from being a young, young kid. Uh, And I I started watching it on YouTube because uh, they apparently re-released episodes from the 1989-1990 show. One season of the show, by the way, got canceled after that. Yeah, so they're all um, they, there. <laughs> yeah, they, they re-released these episodes uh, just here in 2020. So recently, I guess they were uh, starving for content, um, as many, many networks were <laughs> at that time. But as I was watching it, man, I felt like I was having a fever dream or something. Like, I, I like, am I remembering a different timeline? Is this another life? Like, what, right. what is this? Did this really exist? So, and I got kind of sucked into it. And then at some point, my wife looked over and she's like, what the heck are you watching? And I was right. like, I don't know, and turned it off. <laughs> no, I, uh, I was able to... Um see it infrequently like I, I feel like at friends houses or something on i feel like it was on late saturday nights 
back, you know, when I was like nine and 89 when this would have been on. So infrequently didn't really understand the rules or know what was going on, but it was just something to put on. I mean, while you're goofing around with action figures or, or whatnot. I mean, to its credit, it's, it's still kind of entertaining. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And that's, I, I like how, you know, they have like the, like you said, you know, it's much like wrestling where it's like the World Alliance of Roller Sports and you know, they have the Super Roller Dome, which is their own, like, this weird figure eight track. It's, it, I don't know, it's really interesting. And I didn't know this, but it has, quote, unquote, live alligators in the part where <laughs> I, I couldn't believe is real. But it's it's so, it's, it does have that cheesy, cheap wrestling, I don't know, kind of sleazy quality to it, I guess. Man, I read the same thing. Apparently, uh, the alligator pit was only used in one episode, the first episode, because it was reserved for one-on-one -on -one duels whenever there was a tie, and there was only ever one tie in the first yeah. season. So <laughs> after that, no more alligators. Well, it was... That's good uh, TV, man. I did watch the whole first episode, which is like an hour and a half. It's like a super episode, so yeah. uh, it was interesting. But one part is they kept teasing the alligators. I remember thinking like, well, this can't be real, right? Like, <laughs> There's like a guy who... Um, he reminds me of the Beastmaster because he's he's kind of dressed like a Tarzan, maybe. But his name is Animal, and he lives under the bleachers or something. He's like walking around with the crocodiles or the alligators. I'm sorry. Yeah, Beastmaster. What another throwback. Jesus, man. <laughs> man, I love me some Beastmaster. But yeah, I take it back. This show is actually awesome. This whole thing is steeped in like late '80s, early '90s culture. All the teens <laughs> and all the characters are straight out of that first Ninja Turtles movie. Like all, the, all the foot punks. It's pretty much what you're watching. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I recommend check it out. So, Dale, what kind of game is Roller Games for the NES? Well, Nick, officially this is a side-scrolling platforming game, but I would add on beat 'em up to that uh, designation yeah. because it is a uh, pretty pretty beat 'em uppy. Even though those parts are pretty brainless, in my opinion. But we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. This is a game where, for the most part, has a similar perspective to your double dragons and stuff, where you can move four to, or eight directions, I guess, uh, as well as jump. And your jump kind of is different between you do have three characters you can choose from. And there, so there's, you know, slight variabilities between them. And we'll set the table a little bit here, too. Uh, so the show, I'm sorry, the game is pretty closely based on the show in that we've got real life characters, announcers, team owners, um, um, actual people that were on the real teams are featured in this game. You know, you got the Los Angeles Thunderbirds with uh, what was his name? His Icebox. Bobby Smith, Icebox, yeah, yes, yeah. Icebox, and Hot Flash <laughs> and the Rockers, Bad Attitude, all real teams, real people. Yes, it, it features them all and, and some pretty cool uh, likenesses, digital likenesses of the actual interviewers, the commentators and such. Looks, oh yeah, they, looks they look awesome. Good. Graphics yeah. are great on these two. But yeah, so you can choose a character from each of the three good teams. You have the the T-Birds guy, Icebox is kind of your your slower, stronger guy, I guess, or at least that feels like what they were going for. You know, Hot Flash is... Sly Fox, right? Well, I saw two different names online. Yeah. Uh, when I pulled up the Wikipedia for this game, it told us that Sly Fox was our Hot Flash character, which is real-life Vicky McEwen. But when we look in the manual, it says that Hot Flash is called Rolling Thunder. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, th there are some other discrepancies, actually, uh, that we'll get into in the manual section. So it's kind of confusing. Oh, I can't but wait. <laughs> either way. Oh, there's, 
a big discrepancy too we'll discuss once we crack this manual open my friend <laughs> i got some beef with this game <laughs> oh yeah i i feel you <laughs> so uh she's your your faster i guess weaker i, I don't I, I don't know that i noticed a whole lot of difference between the the attack powers necessarily of the characters but she's your faster jumps farther and higher and then in your rockers the california kid that uh <laughs> he's um I, I kind of felt like right, you know, in the middle, your, your average, well-rounded character, I guess. Completely agree. I was actually going to ask you if you knew um, if the damage was different between these characters, because all I can tell is that the speed is different. Yeah, same here, because not a lot of the enemies take like a lot of hits so it doesn't you know it's not you're not one hit killing people with icebox i guess i don't know maybe yeah, i'd be curious to fight some of the bosses with icebox to see if maybe the body slam takes them out quicker than uh you yeah. know some of the other special moves the other characters have sure yeah i i guess maybe yeah maybe that's really maybe their special moves are where the the differences truly lie but i didn't really de- a lot i don't know <laughs> so one interesting thing about this game is that you do have the platforming but you know it kind of occurs in separate chunks than the uh the the beat-em-up stages which themselves are, are one of the more intriguing parts about this game is that while it is a double dragon type kind of setup to start with you know with very few jumps but mostly fighting enemies you, you can also it will scroll vertically up and down and it kind of is slightly overhead style gameplay kind of like zelda in a way you know what i'm saying yeah 100 percent. uh we're definitely not um isometric it's sort of sort of top down sort of not yeah but, you know this being a konami game i kind of um just in terms of the controls and kind of the way it plays it falls somewhere in between the spectrum of contra and castlevania castlevania being a super stiff jump and very stiff controls and contra being super tight and just just really feel like you've got a ton of control over your character yeah. roller games feels like a konami game but it's, it's definitely in between the two of those somewhere and we can get into some of these tricky jumps later too that kind of make you feel a little more confident that you should <laughs> yeah it's a. Uh... It is interesting indeed. So other than those levels, you also have the kind of auto-scrolling, I guess, transit levels? I, I don't know where you are. It's now left to right, or like I said, auto-scrolling, and you're fighting off skaters and stuff while trying to avoid obstacles for a certain amount of time. You got to make jumps and stuff. Amongst all of these, you do have <laughs> a life meter, as well as you get your, what, three uses of your patented punishing techniques. Or no, I'm sorry, patented punishment techniques. Yeah, the special moves, man. And they're they're all right. I mean, there's nothing too crazy <laughs> that anyone I, does, you know, but yeah, just save these for the bosses, honestly. Yeah, that's what I did. But they are really strong, I thought. I was I was kind of I was pleasantly surprised by being like, "Oh, this actually took out the boss pretty quick." At least some of them. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, this game's uh it's really just six levels long. Um the odd number levels being your your main levels where you're you're running around or skating around rather and mm-hmm. kicking people in the face with your blades and then just two of those auto scrolling levels which are level two and level four which are just kind of transitory between your your main uh squad hideouts yeah yeah as you fight the evil gangs or the evil teams <laughs> well we should say that the non the the four beat-em-up stages do give you a time limit but I never didn't really <laughs> bump up against that this place. Re- really? Okay. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. There's uh, two levels toward the end of the game, or I guess I guess it is the last two levels that uh, the clock became the enemy for me. At some oh point. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty quick to just run away. I guess maybe maybe that might. <laughs> but yeah. well, I guess to that point, uh, it should be noted as well that you can earn yourself some extra lives in this game if you get 
20,000, uh, 50,000, and then 80,000 points, which your points aren't displayed on screen from what I understand. I guess maybe in between levels, I didn't really notice. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, take them one-ups wherever you can get it, I guess. <laughs> That's really the only reason to stop and attack people. I mean, a good portion of this game, you can safely skate by a lot of the enemies, but um, I did find myself like, okay, if I want to get some more lives, I might as well beat up some of the, the easy guys here. Yeah, for sure. Because that's really all you get. There's no items or power-ups or anything in this game. So Nada, man. Just your skills, just your skates and your fists. Yeah, yeah. But you do get infinite continues, so you have that to help you out. But you got to restart every level, which is pretty rough. Right, Dale, we've already talked a bit about the show and the rememories of that, but what is your previous experience with this game? All right, Nick, I uh, I owe you an apology. I owe the listeners an apology, unfortunately. <laughs> um, as we were covering Shadowrun and we were discussing our, our next moves for the podcast, I had brought up roller games because I typically keep a list of underrated NES games and Super Nintendo games that I want to try someday, and I find a lot of these on YouTube or, or other outlets. Yeah. And I was watching YouTube, and I came across roller games. Someone was talking about it, and while they were talking about it, they had made a comparison to American Gladiators, the game, which contains the scream that I had promised you that was so infamous oh. for the 8-bit era. So no such scream exists in this game, unfortunately. That scream is in American Gladiators anyway. Oh. So maybe one day we'll cover that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, okay. I was going to ask at some point where I was like, maybe I missed it or something or misinterpreted something. as that. I was... got halfway through the game and I was like, where is it, man? I can't, it's not here. And I had to go look it back up. I just, I normally have YouTube on in the background. I'm just, you know, I kind of just, I hear something I like and I write it down and I move on. So I wasn't paying attention. Right on, but, okay. That being said, personal history, I never actually played this one. It's just been on the list for a little bit of stuff to check out, man. Sure, yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, like I said, I had watched the show a bit uh, sporadically that one year when it was on. And then I do remember seeing this game in Nintendo Power and being out and about, but it just always got bumped out by something else. I was mildly interested in it because I could see that it wasn't like the a sports game necessarily, you know? Yeah. Just uh, never cross paths with it. Yeah, and for the uh, uh, the listeners out there, they're Nintendo Power nerds. Uh, if you've got issue sixteen, it's got a, a full write up on roller games in there, up through the fifth level, I think. Ooh, nice. That's a yeah, nice little walkthrough. Yeah. yeah. All right, Dale. So, what was your recent experience with roller games? Well, Nick, I managed to beat this beast of a game. Uh, it took me two sittings using some save states um, mm. and really only about 22, 23 minutes worth of playtime. But that's not <laughs> counting all the times I had to back up and, and save state, which probably oh. would have taken my total playtime out to at least an hour. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I also beat this game. I also used save states, but I did it in like four sessions. Okay. See, I got sucked in, man. I, had, I was having a really good time with this, and I uh, I was a big fan of, uh, this is uh, kind of going off the rails a little bit, but if anybody's ever played Trials before, the dirt bike game, there's multiple iterations of it, but oh, you're oh. essentially, it's you're trying to get through a maze of a level on a dirt bike, and it's a super 
tricky kind of skill-based game and i was obsessed with that game and there's always a count in the top corner of how many times you have to restart and it's just broken up by sections that are incredibly difficult to get through this game just reminded me of an entire thing of trials but with no no checkpoints no restarts (laughs) so the the save state it was my best friend oh for sure yes agree there i I mean i use i was save stating a lot kind of towards the end not so much at the beginning like what i do uh in level save states you know i rarely but towards the end just to break up certain chunks where i was like ah just sick of this part and doing it over and over you know <laughs> like i finally make it through without getting hit or anything like okay I'm, I'm stopping pause and save yeah to be clear the save states are mostly for the platforming sections in this game which can be brutal yes absolutely absolutely Dale, did you take a look at the uh, manual for this fine game? I did indeed, my friend. And it's a, it's a good-looking manual. It's pretty beefy. Well, not super beefy, but it covers everything it needs to cover, plus a little more, in my opinion. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's only, what, 17 pages, black and white, as usual for NES. Uh, it does have screenshots and a decent amount of character art, too. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Solid mix. See, it does have an interesting story as well, because this... <laughs> I don't think this is in the uh, television show, but the bad guys in this are an underground criminal organization called Viper, the vicious international punks and eternal renegades. Now, Nick, that has to be a name. They first came up with the Viper acronym first and then figured out what the heck the letters were going to stand for. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's I, I, like most of them in at least in game manuals from this era. <laughs> but they, they're they after the game's mega prize money, or so the manual says, and <laughs> they've kidnapped the game's beloved commissioner, Emerson Skeeter Bankhead. Interesting. A little controversy there, because if you are looking at Wikipedia, it yeah. tells us that Bill Griffiths, the actual owner of yeah. Roller Games and the owner of the Teepers, was kidnapped yeah so i i don't understand that uh that that's that's kind of weird you know like you said the game does a good job of of going through the controls and one thing i will say about throughout the whole manual is that this is well there's not a lot of text this is some some great peak konami puns and (laughs) wordplay based like goofy descriptions with lots of alliteration and other if anyone out there is a fan like me you might want to check it out yeah, I mean, they've got names for the holes in the ground in this game. They're they're not just holes in the ground, they're crackpots. Well, yeah, that's that's one of the things I love is that, you know, it does give you a brief level preview, but it's followed by an enemy section and a hazard section, all with art, you know, like drawn. So somebody drew the platforms, you know, or drew the barrels and various things. They all have goofy names. Yep, the water coming out of the walls, the radon sludge juice. Let me ask you this, Nick. Uh, maybe this is a reference I just don't get, but yeah. according to the manual, the oil slicks, which are a quote-unquote enemy in this game, are called Valdez Jr. Yeah, yeah. That, I believe, is a reference to the, I don't know what year it was, in the 80s, the Exxon Valdez was an oil tanker that wrecked. Ah, uh, okay, leaked. okay. It leaked a bunch of oil. Uh, <laughs> in the- yep, too young for that. I think in the Gulf of New Mexico or Gulf of Mexico, Gulf of New Mexico, (laughs) not a very big Gulf. Jeez Louise. Okay. But yeah, all in all, a pretty decent little manual. I, I, I'd recommend it. Yeah, definitely check it out. Oh, wait, hold on. There's also another controversy here because if if you look at the team leaders, they have different names than the real 
uh, even though the artwork depicts them as the people from the show, they have different names. Like, was it Ms. Georgia? I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, Ms. Georgia Hayes was supposed to be Bad Attitudes leader. And in the manual, they call her uh, Lucy Furball. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and they have like Skull Scraper, who's supposed to be Chuck Skull, I think, or something. I think they just called him Skull in the show. but Yeah. Um, and then Guru Drew which is accurate, which they misspell on the actual game. They call him Guru Guru. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast, buddy. That's right. Well, you know. But the true the, the true controversy, Nick, that I wanted to bring up with you um, is that, uh, so Icebox, Bobby Smith, real life guy. You can, you can go watch him on YouTube right now. Uh, his manual drawing iteration looks like him. Nothing strange going on. But uh, Icebox, real life, uh, black man. And the NES game very clearly looks like a white, sprite to me for some reason which i thought was odd like what <laughs> yeah i think if it's well, based on a real guy like what i i think okay um the the graphic style that they use for your sprites is kind of it, it reminds me of like blades of steel where you just sure, have like yeah. faceless people but in that game they're all like different colors so it's like you know like the rockers guy i guess it does look like he's like a super tan dude i guess but he's all like kind of brown and dark browns and the hot flash is all hot pink and white so yeah i don't i don't really get it i i, I mean i'm guessing they were just using like the two or three colors they had for the sprite and assuming it wasn't supposed to be skin tone i guess i don't know but perhaps i don't i just i found it odd because as i was doing research for this game i you know i was looking at all the teams and i was looking for a yeah. a, a big chunky white a 300 pound white dude and i'm like there it doesn't exist yeah. like where's yeah. icebox and i was like okay well, something weird's going on here yeah that's that's i mean that's me trying to be trying doing, to be nice <laughs> yeah doing work for the game i guess but uh, uh who knows but darn you konami <laughs> right your wrongs that's all i'm saying yeah yeah own up it, well, it's an ultra game, so they, no, you can't peg it on Konami. Like, ultra doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, take it up with them. Yeah, they're out of business, Bobby Smith. You can't <laughs> can't bring your estate down on us. All right, it is time for some general chat. So what's uh what's your judgment here, Dale? How do you, how how did you feel about this game? Man, I enjoy this game quite a bit, and I will say that it is incredibly frustrating, but not in the way that some other very difficult Konami games from that era were. Mm -hmm. um, I was really curious, uh, once we get to the review section, what you're going to give it for for difficulty, because I was kind of going back and forth on this one. It's, it is a hard game. But um, I went back and played this again after I beat it. And uh, oh, levels nice. and, and sections that took me a million tries, I was flying through them. So I feel like once I got that base and that muscle memory, uh, the game started to feel a lot easier. So that difficulty curve went down pretty oh, quick. I, I can definitely see that because the parts to me that were the hardest, like you said, the platforming, especially the auto-scrolling because... The, the platforming in general, because you don't have a very far field of vision. So you have to react... And so there are some times that feel like a, they're like gotcha moments where it's like, oh, I got to make this jump. And it's like, guess what? There's another one right afterwards. So you barely, you know, and if you're uh, one of the reasons I had to stop using the hot flash lady was because I was like, I don't, I can't fully commit to this jump. I have no idea what's on. You know, I, I can't see where I'll land necessarily if, you, if you're going really fast. 
Dude, agreed. And uh, I guess I guess the good thing this game has going for it in the difficulty department is there's not a ton of just, or maybe even really at all, procedurally generated things where you're just kind of guessing what the yeah. computer's going to throw at you. Um, this game, it, it seems to all be scripted for the most part. So once you figure out where everybody's at, once you do it 900 times in a row, it, it becomes a pretty, pretty easy game. I feel like Bill could probably beat the snot out of this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Because it, it really is like, it like have some difficulty every time you play because you're, you, especially if you can just memorize the locations of the pits or blah 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 it, it would absolutely make it way better because they, you know and there there'll be points where you know you you oh i'm going to jump onto this island i can see it's a double jump but while you're midair it's like the edge of the island comes in and it's like oh there's a roller on it or you're like oh no like how there's no way they know and all pits are a one hit you know instant kill as well as there's so many things that uh you know falling into sewer manholes or any you know one hit kill or you're just dead you're dead every time so it's like ugh, it, it's it made me nostalgic for nintendo rage when i, I remember being like because some games they really do where it's like god you jerks <laughs> totally man yeah the, the pit deaths this game is oh it's it's a carnal sin of the, of the era if everything could have just been a little bit more like uh, this was a little after, but um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 <laughs> or something like that, where it's like when you die or you fall in a hole, just spawn me right back there. You know, give, yeah. give me three continues if that's how you want to do it. Just let me pick right back up where I started. Yeah. This game will send you right back to the beginning. So you may have just had the fight of your life getting through a bunch of other stupid stuff. And now you got to go do it again because you didn't see, like you said, a barrel spawning off screen or something that it's, caused you to fall in a pit. It's maddening, but hence my four different sessions at a certain point i was like all right this, yeah. is, this is one of the first games where i've been like i gotta i'm gonna start going to dark places if i keep playing this game <laughs> <laughs> that said though the game is sweet in that once you do get good at it and you do get that muscle memory you feel you feel cool man when you're flying through this thing and you're hitting everything perfectly well it, it, another part of it too is learning because there's an interesting like momentum that you have that does feel like you're moving on skates, you know, at least in the non on the normal scrolling stages. Exactly. And I, uh, I always had the thought in my head that people who, if your least favorite level in any game of this type is the ice level or the, the frozen level, then you're probably not going <laughs> to like this because the whole game is just those types of controls where you're trying to control a slide. It, it, it's it's kind of weird and it took me a minute to get used to because I'm a fan of the like, okay, we'll stop and start tapping to move and it doesn't not really work here. So that said, I did feel like I had a, a pretty good degree of control. Um, like I said, it falls somewhere between Contra and uh, Castlevania. <laughs> um, but sometimes, man, it's just absolutely brutal. Like you think you have this very tight control and, and there are certain parts in level by level we'll get to that maybe want to tear my hair out with certain platforms that you really can only hit one way and that's it and if you don't it's back to the beginning yeah yeah and it's it's interesting because while i do like the the normal scrolling the non-plat like the the beat-em-up chunks or you know which they're not always distinct you do get to areas where you'll, you'll be near obstacles and other things and you have to fight some foes but while they were okay there's such little variety like you only have you have your punch you can grab a throw in your special i think like you don't really have a lot of moves, which, you know, is a shame because I I, I wanted to like him more. I, I thought they were all right because I'm really in, actually intrigued by the ability to attack up and down in a beat em up, you know, where I'm like, I, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing a little more of that. But, you know, maybe like if you have... control attack. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, I just well, wish during, they would have went... skating sections. You do get some of that. Um, so yeah. something we didn't really mention is that through the through the beat em up style levels, there are sections where uh, oh, the manual has a name for it. 
um, you come to a section where it's called fight scenes. They call them fight scenes where <laughs> the action stops and you flex in a pose real quick and some guys come out and it's, you know, yeah. 2v1 and you gotta, you know, take them on, give a taste to your skates. Yeah, for real. And you but, know, yeah, I, those sections, it's a lot, a lot stiffer, but when you're skating around, you get eight way control. I just think that it, everything they did was fine. I, I just, I was intrigued and wanted more. I was just like, come on, man, don't, don't leave me hanging here. Give me a couple extra moves or, or at least some differences or I guess possibly greater differences between the, the characters, selectable characters to, you know, give you a little more variety, you know? Fair enough. And on that, uh, did you, did you move characters around a lot or did you kind of stick with the same team? I, I played around with all of them at first, but pretty quickly I, I just switched with the rockers because they seemed to be the one that I, I don't know. I hot flash. I could not control that jump. I thought it would be easier. I, I, I'm, I'm sure it just takes some getting used to. And then, then going from that to the ice box on the T-Birds was just too slow. And I was like, well, rockers, they're the porridge that Goldilocks chose, you know, they're right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> just right. I did the exact same thing, man, which is funny because if you watch uh, people on YouTube play this game, Hot Flash seems to be the popular character, but she's just too quick, dude. Like so many jumps are designed for you to jump twice and one jump will put you right in the crevice between yeah. those two you know <laughs> so it's just I, I maybe yeah. on a replay especially once you learn the game the stages better you could take advantage of that jump because i you know i want to do cool things with it but yeah rockers is where it's at is all we're saying this is it it's time to take roller games level by level and you kind of have six levels i guess but i don't know that are they do they have distinct names it does give you an interesting little kind of super mario world style map sort of you know between the various the six little stages kind of sort of yeah kind of almost reminds me more mega man honestly it's I mean, there's like a yeah. path that you take, but it's not. There's, yes. There isn't like a cityscape drawn there or anything. No, you're you're absolutely right. It is it is it's much more like a wily <laughs> stage map. Uh, it's just like, well, now you go here. Yeah, so our stages do have names though, and uh, level one one being the downtown. That's right, and this is a you know pretty decent little eight bit city background. I, I like the. I think it looks good. It's a uh, got some brown brick buildings in the background. Yeah, I think the graphics are pretty awesome in this game uh, for. For its time it looks it looks really good i like all the uh all the nose spray painted on the wall just to let you know this you know it's a dangerous part of town man. yeah go back no i i <laughs> whoever designed the city should be fired because the manhole placement is ridiculous they're all over the place like yeah you fight uh here you'll fight kind of the what gang are we against bad attitude is that our first gang that's right, bad attitude, which is Miss Georgia Hayes or Lucy Furball, depending on which <laughs> which manual you want to go with. Yeah, Furball with an E, by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's some brief platforming sections throughout it where you have to dodge some barrels. I guess we should mention too; these levels are I don't know if all of them do this or not, but they're they're broken up into two parts, right? So you get like a one dash one and a one dash two, and as long as you have continues, if you make it to one dash two, you can pick up there if you fall and die. But if you lose your continues, it's back to the beginning. Yeah, which is it's something, man. Take what you can get. So in one two, you're now fighting these green like soldier men. They don't look like skaters at all. No, these look like commandos right out of Contra or something. Yeah. And they throw grenades at you. And if you pro tip, if you just go straight up the right side, you can't be hurt. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I did. And if you <laughs> time your punch perfectly, you can drive by, clock them in the jaw. Right before the section two, we're treated to our first fight scene where you just stop and a door opens and people pour out of it. Um, and this, the game throws this at you a couple of times and you literally can just stand right in front of the door and just, just eight people with punches. They can't even get out. <laughs> yeah, I found these to be really easy because I was like grabbing guys by the head all the time. I, the enemy AI doesn't seem that aggressive enough to attack you while you're attacking the other person. I, 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 I was just... I barely took any damage here. It was always in the other parts of the stage that I had to trouble, you know? Same, for sure. And uh, just for the record, man, because I, I never I never knew how to do this, but do you know how to grab people and get them in a headlock? Not on purpose, but I was always just kind of, you know, trying to punch them at close range, and I was doing it all the time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It seemed to be that... kind of random. I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe I was just getting lucky, but the manual doesn't give you a distinct input for to grab people, so... I don't know. Well, at any rate, uh, we're still in this area with the blue brick buildings, and we're, we come to our first platforming section that can cause sub, some problems for people where you've got to make two jumps, and two of these jumps have these rolling logs on the platform as well that kind of come in off the side of the screen at the last second. Mm -hmm. However, if you're playing rockers, the speed that this guy goes, as long as you hit a normal jump off of the ramp, off that first ramp, just hit jump again when you land, jump again when you land, and uh, you'll be fine as long as you don't screw around. Yeah, uh, this was where I was, you know, I, I made it this far with uh, the hot flash, and this is where I was like, all right, I give up. Like, Dude, I was launching her into that second pit every time. Yeah. I was like, I can't, she's too, no, not going to work. It's like, what's the point of having a long jump if you're constantly having to, like, choke it halfway through? I know. You know, I, I don't know. You goofy game developers. But if, if you can skate your way past that, you will make it to the first boss encounter. That is correct, and uh, I got to be perfectly honest with you here. Uh, I realized just before we started recording that this is supposed to be Lucy Furball. And uh, I had written in my notes, why am I fighting Angus Young from ACDC? <laughs> yeah. Well, it it just looks like a dude in a suit. It doesn't look like her at all. <laughs> so I, I didn't even think of it as a woman. Yeah, it makes sense now, though, because she doesn't actually fight you. She just stands up on a platform and shakes a cane and sends her, her roller goons at you. Yeah. And then eventually when you beat enough of them, she'll come down and do this kind of berserk running back and forth uh, during which she is invincible. So do not try to hurt her or you will take damage. However, then she will then stop and be exhausted. And that's your chance to move in and blast her with a special move. I think it only takes two to kill her with, right? Two jumping attacks, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the jumping attacks do do more damage, uh, which we'll discuss that mm -hmm. in a, a future level as well. Yeah, she's got no cardio, man. She's got no skates, so take her out. Well, it's easily done, and you can move on to stage two. Stage two, our first auto-scrolling level. Yes, and it's we're heading towards the maniacs now. Yeah, this is the the night highway they call it, which reminds me of Neon Night Riders from Turtles. It's a good looking uh, city, you know, uh, or background of the city. You've got some parallax back there, two layers. Yeah, it's sweet, man. I thought it looked really good. You know, there's a this is a, a tough platforming, or I don't know, uh, because it's full of obstacles, and then there's a lot of like broken and really like the um, the breadth of your play field will shrink, you know. Yeah, like the road will skinny up and you'll get yeah. a couple arrows on the ground telling you, hey, go towards the bottom, go towards the middle, go towards the top. And you'll have, you know, a, a pretty generous amount of pixels to to not fall off of the street. But then you got a lot of jumps that you lead into right after that and barrels that will come from the back of the screen and the front. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's it's no fun because you really got to be on it because you can't this these levels, you know, you might see it and think like I can play this like I can say life force or something, you know, but it's not quite the same because you can't move. You move with a weird initiative or inertia. So it, it, I, I don't know, like it, this is where it truly took me a minute to get, to get the hang of it because I kept like just not quite making it to the, the narrow parts of the track. Agreed. I will say uh, this level, I, really ramps up the the difficulty on your first playthrough but um like i said when i beat the game and i came back to this i think i two tapped this level i think i died once and then beat it the very next try so i was like okay you know once you kind of figure it out it's not terrible except for um a part right towards the very end of this level before you get to the uh quote-unquote stage boss where there are fire fire beams coming out of the top and bottom of the screen right (laughs) and you're skating forward it's an auto scrolling level and i for the life of me man cannot figure out the pattern of this so i just end up jumping in a panic and if you get hit by one of these things you're probably going to tank like three or four of them and there's a there's a pit death at the end too if you don't jump yes it it sucks uh just for fun those the manual names those fire things as fire islands and yeah okay (laughs) if you say so man yeah it's i i had the same approach too because i could never i I couldn't find a timing or any kind of pattern to it at all so i I usually ended up just taking damage and hoping to make it past that pit yeah that was uh cross your fingers and just you know mash the jump that's it and don't rest on your laurels because like right on the other side of that pit you start getting barrels thrown at you either way yeah i mean luckily though we're right towards the end of the stage though when we get our first auto scrolling boss which is the combat copter yeah a a helicopter is dropping bombs on you it's crazy man i'm just trying to rollerblade what what is (laughs) wrong with these people and where did they get a helicopter nick I, Viper is is truly vicious, you know, and, and it's really just a gauntlet kind of thing where it's dropping bombs and you just got to keep trying to dodge them. You can't attack it or uh, do anything to it or defend yourself, really. It's it's all dodging. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is just conserving health and trying to trying to last till the end. Now, I wanted to ask him, um, I don't know if you know or not, but this is one of the few parts of the game where I genuinely didn't know if these bombs dropped based on where you're standing or if this is scripted. I couldn't find a pattern to it to, to find, you know, go to, to go to the top, jump twice, go to the bottom, jump once. Yeah. It's, it felt like it was random based on where you're standing, but I don't know. I, yeah, I couldn't as well. Uh, it, it just, I could see it being pa- uh, uh, a set pattern, but I, I, I couldn't pick up on it if it was, you know? Yeah. I will say both times that I beat this level, uh, I maybe two, two little bars of health left. It's this thing kind of beats you to hell. Yeah, same. Yep. Because it's too, yeah, and believe me, it's too, <laughs> it's too fast paced to save state your way out of like, <laughs> I tried, but after the helicopter gives up, or I guess runs out of ammunition, then you can make it on to the next stage, stage three. Yeah, we got the maniacs and we got Guru Drew to fight now. Yeah, at the automobile processing plant. I'm kind of a sucker for junkyard stages, just because uh, there's a certain vibe in NES and Super Nintendo games. Or, yeah. And this one nails it, too. It's just stacks of tires everywhere and broken down cars and cranes and oil spills and fire. It's awesome. Yeah. Some Valdez Juniors appearing here. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess these uh, bad guys kind of look like the Violator. Do you think that's what they're going for here, these like blue enemies? I would assume so, but I, it's hard to tell given with what they had to work with. Now, I wanted to bring up uh, in part of this level, um, so the oil slicks can be kind of tricky. Uh, 
the uh-huh. the goons throw in the fire and the bombs can be a little tricky but once you figure out the pattern they're not too bad um but i was always super scared there's there's two pendulums that you have to go by which also had yeah. a name in the manual called the, the icky bop crane yeah the wrecking um, balls yeah yeah two icky bop cranes where they're like i don't think i got hit by either of them once but every time i got to it i was like oh man like i was stressed like trying to time it <laughs> just standing in front of it but well it's a large uh it's kind of sprite they look cool so I don't know. They they can grab your attention. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't have too much. Pro- I did get hit by them sometimes, but most well, of the time they're not hard to uh, to dodge. Yeah, the, the threat to perceived threat ratio was pretty much. My, my biggest problem in these stages were that I just, I could never 100% get the timing on my punch while I'm, especially when I started getting faster where, I, so I would frequently like punch too early and then run into somebody or, <laughs> like, uh, so I would take damage that way, but. Most of the actual obstacles here weren't that bad. The goons aren't too bad. Um, the oil slicks would always get me because, mm-hmm. A, I'd just be too lazy to stop and look at them and try to time it. So I'm trying to just run through it like a Sonic level and you end up, you know, tanking some damage. Well, you know, that's an apt comparison because much like Sonic, it's like it takes you a, a longer than you want to get your speed up again, you know? Yeah, the momentum's a little wonky. Which makes Unless that, you're hot flash. Those first, yes, yeah, true. And those first couple jumps afterwards are always shorter than you want. But you make your way through this uh, tire-infested junkyard, and you'll get to another fighting scene where you'll get some gray. I guess these would be the violator or the maniacs because they actually have roller skates on, right? I guess, but then it begs the question: Who are the other guys, man? Just Viper troops? Ah, maybe private contract and they're, they're just jerks man i don't know i'm just trying to roll them no, i yeah the, I, I come on man just let us have our fun <laughs> well once we get past these guys we get to uh the first part of this game that really made me want to pull my hair out which is this uh sort of waterway area right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so as we're going through this area there are a few jumps that really aren't too bad in retrospect but man they really hung me up like it really hammered home at this point in the game where you're going back to the beginning if you if you tap that button at the wrong time because you're skating down hills and trying to jump chasms and on the other side of the chasm you got those fire islands coming at you yeah and plus there's dudes swinging at you and i think this might be the first part in the game too where you can fall off the bottom of the stage yeah and you know you should mention too that you know in the middle or in good sections of this like platform part it's like half as narrow or twice as narrow i guess you know as as normal so it's even tighter on that when you got the whatever that radon sludge is coming out and you know sporadically that you gotta you know a lot of like okay i gotta stop wait for this and go and stop and go is kind of your enemy in this game so it's 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 tricky not to mention a lot of sections that have you skate uphill which slows you down only Mm -hmm. to immediately skate downhill and have to make another jump and then (laughs) dodge more fire so yeah controlling your speed right here that game really throws you to the wolves yeah and it's another fighting scene where you fight like five or six of these grave fellas or ladies i don't know yep and before you know it, you make it to the door to the stage boss which is uh guru drew plus someone else like a female rollerblader yeah uh i guess he's down below this is an interesting battle i thought because it's it's kind of two floors and you're up on the upper floor with the other rollerblader and then below you is guru drew with a spear that he's stabbing up through the floor all right dude did you have trouble with this fight be honest i mean a little at first uh i got my keister kicked Borowski. the uh the chick on top is a jumping demon like she's jumping constantly doing two flips in the air and if you're in front of her you're getting dropped um and then 
if you don't attack as soon as she lands, she's jumping again and you're getting dropped. And while that's happening, you got Drew down there stabbing you in the tootsies with his big spear. Like you got to constantly be moving and positioning yourself to jump kick this lady. And I just, it's one of those sections where, you know, if you tank one hit, it throws your, your, your vibe off, throws your rhythm off a little bit. Your health bar gets melted pretty well. Oh, absolutely. And it's, I guess maybe this is the hardest or one of, cause you know, the previous boss battle is a joke compared to this. So it is, uh, can get you out of nowhere, but. Yeah, and the upcoming one is also a, a joke. There's really only two boss battles in this game that gave me trouble, this one and the final boss. But yeah, th- these guys messed me up, brother. I had to save state a lot on this one. No, I, I mean, I I definitely did it over and over uh, <laughs> while, uh, you know, cheating. But but really, once you beat the female skater, uh, Drew's not too bad. Just stay out of range of his spear, jump in and kick, and you're golden. Yeah, lots of jump kicks. Way to go. <laughs> and then you move on again to... Uh, well, we got another transit stage or whatever. Yep, another auto scroller. We're out in the out in the desert this time. Got yeah, some nice uh, Arizona looking background. And now some incredibly fast dogs are attacking you. <laughs> and yeah, they I call I, this I, level the the regional freeway. Yeah, so it's like Highway Six, Route Sixty Six or something. But I think we forgot to mention the bikers in the previous one. There are motorcycles that will try to run you down, and now when they come by, they will also drop Molotov cocktails. Yeah, the Moto Crushers. Uh, in the first level, they're not bad. Like once you figure out where to stand, it's pretty easy to dodge. But in this level, they drive me crazy because they drop those dang cocktails. Absolutely, and this is one that I definitely <laughs> safe stated a couple spots in because there are several. Like you know, there's a split path which is kind of fun at one point. There's like a jumpy part on the top, and then the I guess barely part at the bottom. But there's a couple points where the the path just gets very narrow to where you have to nail it exactly or you die. And yeah, that's probably the trickiest part of the stage is lining yourself up because I mean your skater character is let's say two blocks high and the bottom half of that block is yeah. the part you need to keep in contact with that piece of road. But man, that's hard to line up visually sometimes with the perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. And hopefully you can and eventually you'll make it to the I guess boss of the level or where a huge truck drives in from behind <laughs> you. And if you're not quick, you will probably get hit by it. <laughs> that's the muck truck and it can if it hits you, it's a one-hit kill. Yeah, it's uh, which feels brutally unfair the first time if you get, you're like, what? there's no way you could dodge. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're way at the right of the screen, maybe. But uh-huh. either way, you got to skate down around behind it where it will, I'm assuming goons inside it are hurling these barrels at you that you must dodge for a certain amount of time. Yeah, they really downgraded in uh, equipment. I mean, we were just fighting a, a dang Black Hawk helicopter with yeah. explosives, and now it's just guys throwing boxes at us. I'm sure they th- that. They had to think for sure that they would have killed us with all those bombs. And like, <laughs> what do we got left? I, we blew all our money on that helicopter. Now, Nick, watching people play this game, uh, they're kind of all over the screen and seem to do pretty well. My strategy was to stay in the lower half. I really saw no reason to go to the top half of the screen. I think it shortens your response time. And then not to mention, you got the truck backing up into you at set intervals. And if it if it hits you, then you're dead. The only way to avoid it is bottom of the screen. I yes, I agree. I, I found I tried moving up and down or, you know, the, the, I found the barrels to come a little too fast for me. I, maybe there's a pattern that I, I didn't pick up on, but I wasn't really dodging them that well by moving up and down. So I, I thought I was like, I'll just stay near the bottom as much as I can and try to maybe dodge some by jumping. Not too successful, but I, I mean, it, it did take me a few tries to survive the onslaught of barrels. Yeah, you really just got to get lucky. I don't know if we mentioned yet either the um, 
the invincibility timer is not too friendly on this game after taking a hit. Uh, if you get hit by something, uh, character, barrel, whatever the case may be, it's you got like one second of iframes before you're you're up to getting hurt again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know it does some of these obstacles. Like the, I guess the barrels aren't bad, but you know those little on the previous auto scrolling, they're like. They look like a little vertical like peg sticking out of the ground. It's like a marker or a barrier or something. And I always had trouble dodging those because I would always, you know, my I feel like the hitbox is kind of weird. So at certain points, it uh, makes certain hazards, at least for me, they, they were like tougher to dodge. Yeah, there's one on the previous auto-scrolling level that I could not... I, I tried as many times as I could to figure out what you're supposed to do there, and I got hit by the pole every time. Yeah, yeah, and, and they look like you can jump over them sometimes when you cannot. So I, when you're getting that many of them coming at you at once, you know, like these barrels where I was just like, look, I, I don't know. I'm just going to try to survive. I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> Agreed. But you can survive, and if you do, you can move on to stage five, the Jungle River. Stage five, and we're going up against, uh, who are these guys? Skull, a.k.a. looks like uh, Rob Halford. <laughs> yeah, he looks like if Rob Halford and had like Lemmy's facial hair, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and he's like, what, the Violators here? Is the... Yeah, the Violators. And we're in the uh, the jungle stage, which this to me just looks like you changed the perspective on the jungle and Contra. I like this jungle. I think it looks great. Uh, it's kind of weird that you're roller skating in the jungle, but <laughs> through the dirt. <laughs> yeah, and and you're fighting like bats and birds and things like. But eventually, some purple goons come out. You fight them. Yeah. So as we advance through these levels and the colors of the enemies we're fighting changes, did you notice really notice a difficulty spike in the fights? Um, I guess a little. I I don't. I, I like I said, I never really got a feel for how strong the enemies were, I guess also because I would, you know, I played for like a half hour, you know, I played in four different chunks over different days. So maybe I didn't pick up on it as much. It seemed like they got more difficult when you got to the fight scenes. However, every single roller goon that you fight just scrolling through the level, it's all one hit kill. So that, that yeah. never changed. Yeah, the yeah. Game. Well, did you would you say that you, you think that they actually got smarter as foes i think so okay, yeah i noticed okay. uh once you start to get to the purple enemies they'll they'll start doing more um jump attacks and they'll dodge more so when you do your jump attack um rarely in the game i saw anybody dodge until we got to this level and they'll start ducking your your jump kick man oh wow yeah okay no matter how hard these foes are for you to fight you can beat them and when you do you go in a cave at the oh end. dude okay so it's probably my second least favorite part of the game Yes. Oh, this is this is a brutal part. This was another place where it was like once I realized what I was up against, I was like, I'm taking a break for today. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, save stated like a madman through the, like every jump. I would stop and be like, OK, let's reevaluate. <laughs> save. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Continue on. Despite the fact that, you know, it, it, it's a relatively brief section in the cave, but it's a very narrow path that you're skating down and it has a bunch of crumbling spots. And really no indication on where it's going to crumble. You just got to kind of memorize based on what's going on in the background, which there's not really a lot. It's mostly just a gray rock wall. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty tough. You really do got to get down a rhythm. And luckily, it's not that long. But yeah, this one, total pain. Um, I could see if you were just playing this on a cartridge, on a on the system itself, a lot of people just give up here because this would drive you crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, absolutely. And then once you get to the end of it, then you're back outside and you really get some, well, the barrels are back and you're on these, like, I guess, wooden ramps out over river. I guess maybe this is a either poorly constructed or dilapidated bridge that <laughs> it's like a boardwalk or something out on the river. I guess. And it zigzags all around and there are 
rafts you got to jump on. Yeah, they hit you with a lot of uh, a lot of hills, so controlling your speed up and down the hills with some jumps. That part really wasn't bad. I think I sailed through most of that with minimal deaths until you come to the floating platforms, which oh, yeah, dude, this this is these jumps probably the number one least favorite set of jumps in the game for me. Even beating out the last level, which is pretty brutal, but yeah. there's just there's two jumps really where a raft is floating at you at a, a set pattern. It comes in from off screen at the bottom of the screen, so you don't have a lot of time to react. And you have to hit a perfect momentum with this jump to land on this thing. Because once you hit that jump button, there's no really wiggling in the air or controlling where you're going to land. Your fate's kind of sealed at that point. So if you screw up the uh, acceleration going into that jump, you're going in the water. It's and all back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Now, all these jumps are uh, they're pretty rough. And, and again, you know, got to build up that momentum. So it's like, I mean, granted, you die anyways, but uh, it, it's just frustrating because you don't want to like, stop and then get your bearings and then try to jump or time it you know it's like you just kind of got to go and get it right the first time yeah it's a no hesitation move man you just gotta commit but then there was a lot of times where i would overshoot it too and i'm like well dang it what do they want from me (laughs) this world is unfair (laughs) but i mentioned earlier that there were a couple spots where the clock uh, was a little tricky and this boss was one of them and i think my strategy was just off because shortly after we get past these awful jumps we come to our stage boss which is, uh, I'm assuming, Skull on a jet ski uh, yeah. jumping over the boardwalk at you. Yeah, which ball. is totally bizarre. Uh, and, you know, it c- comes in across the top of the screen and leaps down, and you have to, like, hit them on the way, essentially. You can get one hit in. And this boss is uh, super easy, but um, I guess the jump attack is where it's at. I was just standing underneath him because uh, if he jumps over you, he doesn't do any damage. So I would just stand off to the side punch a couple times he would fly over and just dodge the bomb it's i don't think i took any damage from this guy really oh wow i didn't think about yeah i was i just kind of assumed you would uh have to jump kick him because he was in airborne or something that's what i was trying to do or hit him with maybe can you even hit him with your patented punishment techniques <laughs> i don't know if i even tried at that point yeah but i was just yeah he would fly over man and i'd be boxing him up from down low all right uh, i guess i should have jumped in attacks because uh, according to youtube that's the way to do it i don't know I also, in general, kind of had more luck aiming my jump kick than my punches. I don't know. I guess not luck, but I felt like I I could aim it the best of my attacks. So I did kind of use it a lot. In retrospect, I think I was paranoid to jump too much because the top and bottom of this level you can fall off of and go in the mm-hmm. water. And I was sick of doing that at that point. I don't blame me one bit. <laughs> but, you know, you kill this evil jet skier and then a mysterious... <laughs> dark cloaked figure appears with glowing red eyes and says the worst is yet to come and now you're in a a weird futuristic i don't know what this place is the manual calls oh the viper's pit viper's pit yeah this uh i don't think i read anywhere who or what this villain is supposed to be the only thing i read online is that it's supposed to be an alien invader i don't know how accurate that is but yeah well you skate through i mean this is a weird kind of like purple tiled floor with a bunch of tubes as background and you dodge a bunch of barrels and skate through to to a kind of battle scene with i think these are maniacs yeah from the or no bad attitude i think is whatever the first goons you you fight through some old friends and foes (laughs) (laughs) mostly foes yeah yeah a bunch of gray skaters out here in this purple purple landscape 
See, this was where I could see the time limit getting because you start to have kind of like different paths you can take in this weird, you know, you're, you're skating around and fighting foes and you have to get to a door. Yeah, and there's a couple of fight scenes you come to as well, but they, they um, I don't think they give you the full 300 second timer in this level either, but it does reset once you get to the, the mid-level checkpoint, but they are trying to stress that the time is against you here. Yes, absolutely. And it is. It, I, I did like that part about that level because... I would have liked more levels like that where I could have go different paths or, you know, and I, I tried to run by as many enemies as I could, of course. And then you kind of go to the second area in this stage where it's uh, you're again, who built this place? But the floor is all spikes and there's nothing but conveyor belts and platforms to, to move on. So, oh, dude, yeah, this is this part of the game is pretty nuts. Yeah, the floor is covered with venomous needle points, as the <laughs> manual calls them. I don't know they're venomous, but you know, if you touch them, you're dead. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I guess you would live through normal spikes, but that's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's mostly just that again, platforming, although to be honest, I thought this wasn't as bad as the the river or that cave uh, from the last level. Agreed, man. I think this was intended to be like the penultimate, like uh, we're going to make you hate this game, but uh, it, it really wasn't too terrible. They were fairly generous. The hardest part being there's they throw in a bunch of these platforms that are are spinning and kind of sending you in one yes. direction and they kind of alternate the direction that they're pushing you so you got to change your momentum and then they throw in some fire islands on top of that and uh, but it really wasn't too terrible no, it's it, it's it's not as bad as it looks because i did panic if when i first came in i was like oh crap now this like this will be awful but i think here we get a fight scene with maniacs violator i can't remember now the gray skaters yeah the oh yeah the gray boys and then then it you know it's back to more platforming here and this is the part with all the fire that really angered me. Yeah, because they throw in uh, they look like spikies from Mario, and you got to skate up and downhill. Mm -hmm. uh, is that the part you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah man, no, yes. Yeah. So you're not only are you holding forward so that you don't roll back into the spikes, but you have to move up and down the screen. Um, again, the bottom of the screen being you know a fall death. Um, and then they got barrels rolling at you too, so you're jumping while you're fighting against gravity and trying to navigate through this maze of spikies. It is very hard because it's all on like weird angles. So. And you're, you know, the, the time is ticking down, so you you got to keep moving as fast as you can. Oh, yeah, this is rough. But as long as you get through this little mess right here, that's really the end of your difficulties in roller games NES. You'll get a fresh timer, and we are on to this green palace-looking area. You have a kind of minimal background here, with, which I think, you think those are supposed to be snakes? That, that little you know, pattern, I, maybe? <laughs> never really thought of it that way. I just, I don't know. Minimalist. I don't know. I was just thinking about it. Because there aren't really any enemies. You know, you just jump along until you come to, like, the final battle area, which is pretty kind of reminiscent of Double Dragon with some, some green pillars and a shadowy kind of red and black background. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It reminds me of Mortal Kombat with, uh, you mm -hmm. know, Shao Kahn sitting in the back just watching you murk on a bunch of goons. Yeah, for sure. And then here you fight some more skaters. Some purple yeah. skaters. Not bad. They come in from the left and right of the screen. As long as you hug one side of the screen and just beat the snot out of one guy, the other guy can't even make it to you in time to throw a punch. So pretty easy stuff. But then the room kind of lights up and this hairless man with the weird, like, <laughs> he has pants that have like <laughs> cloth that they have like a, a kind of a mini cape, I guess, that attaches only to his wrists and to his waist. Yeah, who made these pants? What's I don't what's know. The function? <laughs> it's weird. It looks like a strange, uh, I guess, martial arts. Maybe that's what they were going for here. Or... This character reminds me of Oro for the uh, Street Fighter players out there. Street uh -oh. Fighter Three, Street Fighter Five. Yeah, it's the one like... one arm guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, and he's a weird uh, fighter because it looks like he would be 
harder than he is because he has he actually has a decent variety of move more than you have yeah no man this guy i'm not gonna lie i'm a little embarrassed to admit it but this guy messed me up i I figured you probably beat him in a try or two but uh he kept beating the snot out of me i had to replay this guy a ton of times i don't know why no i did not it it took me four or five easily but after that last skating section, I was just like, I'm just glad to be on solid ground. And I don't know, it, it was tricky, but it wasn't uh, frustratingly tough, like some of the platforming in certain ways. So yeah, he's oh man, he's OK. So he is kind of one trick pony. They really just has these two jumping attacks that he spams over and over again. There's a short jump and there's a long jump. And the only strategy I found that was pretty consistent to beat this dude was to run far enough away to bait out his long jump. And then as soon as he lands, walk behind him and get a couple punches in. And sometimes Mm. you can knock him over. Sometimes you get a jump kick. That jump kick can be a risky one because he can duck it and then immediately do his short jump and then get you in a loop where he just kicks your teeth in. I I quickly abandoned my my precious jump kick here. (laughs) So I, I was mostly just trying to hit and run with punches, you know, moving diagonally. But even though he's kind of fast enough that you do got to kind of use atypical brawler fighting styles, you know? Yeah, understood. But he doesn't have a ton of life, or at least not if you, which I I can't imagine you would have used any of your patented punishment techniques yet. So (laughs) in this level, so, (laughs) you know, drain them all on him. And it's actually a refreshingly quick fight. Yeah, not too bad at all. Maybe seven knocks and he's done, though. <laughs> yeah. And then you get a picture with the uh, the three hero skaters, and they are with the kidnapped commissioner. And then there's, who is this guy who talks about the, the show or whatever? Yeah, that's Wally George, man. Wally Real George. Wally George. He was the halftime commentator that would uh, sit on the sidelines and commentate on the game and interview the players. Oh, yeah. Let me. Okay. Okay. I, I couldn't tell who that guy was because there's a character that I would see pop up, right? As I, you know, I would watch this show semi-frequently for a couple days where, you know, I'm, I'm having something to eat. I'm just putting something on and I fell asleep and I, I kept waking up and seeing different weird things. And I, I wrote down a specific <laughs> reference because at one point, this guy who I kept trying to make up my mind with, and I'm not sure if it's Wally George with the, he has this long, like weird fake looking blonde hair, right? And he seems yeah. like he's a parody of Donald Trump. He does look very Trumpian. Yeah. And at one point, I'm not sure if it was him, but somebody, he made a joke about something being less likely than Donald Trump being president. <laughs> Is this like a Simpsons predicting the future? Thing? I, maybe. Man, I okay. don't, it, it's crazy, but I will insert it here for our listeners. Give it a listen. I can't believe this alligator controversy. It has totally gone down ahead. Ms. Georgia Haas, what are you up to? This is absolutely crazy. What's next? Donald Trump is president? Just give me some entertainment. Here now is DC Getchel with this. Yeah, that's real. It's totally wild. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. I uh I can't if if I would have woken up in the middle of the night and, and seen that happen. After already feeling like I was having a fever dream watching this show, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like, I, I it, it makes me want to go back and pay more attention. I give it a, a, a full watch through because it is a strange, strange show. There are no coincidences, Nick. It is review time. And as always, we use the rating system with four categories with ratings from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. 
Um, I gave this a 2.5, although I think okay, I'm going to okay. say 3.0 because I actually like the graphics a lot in this game, but there's not a lot of them, you know? Agreed. I, uh, I had the same ding. I actually gave this, I guess, somewhat of a generous 3.5. I love the music, man. I don't think I really mentioned that as much as I should have, but from the very first level in this game, you can tell it's uh, like Konami, which I love Konami soundtracks, dude. Like you mm -hmm. you, you know you're playing a Konami game. Yeah. It reminds me of TMNT a lot. That's true. It, it is good. It's not, uh, I mean, I won't say it's one of my my faves of all and i was disappointed that there was no theme song I and mean, not an 8-bit rendition of the a song which i will have already played for our listeners the which they have that singer out in the audience singing it at least in the first episode <laughs> the rock yeah. rock rock and roll the games which you'll probably get another little verse of that right now but yeah i, I think one of the uh i thought i read that one of the Roller Games members just on one of the random teams wrote and performed that song because he was also a musician, but could be wrong. No, you're right. I, I did read that too. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, the guy I saw was awesome because he was in a, a black and yellow, like, tiger stripe suit. <laughs> he had a fierce, a long ponytail, but no hair on the top of his head. You know, it was like if Gargamel had a ponytail down to his yeah, butt. Yeah, that's awesome. And he was just out in the audience just singing this. It's barely a song. It's more of like a, a chorus when he lists some city names in the middle at points. But Oh, bro, what happened to TV? It was, oh, it was glorious. But yeah. I know. It's a different time. All right, and on to play control. What do you got this ranked at, Dale? Like I mentioned, bro, uh, if you don't like winter levels in video games, you're going to hate this game as far as play control goes. But I gave it a 2.5. Um, I thought it was mostly responsive, but it's not as tight as Contra. Uh, not a, many games were as tight as Contra. Mm. Um, but I don't know, maybe 2.5 is a little generous. What'd you give it? I also know the 2.5, but I was it was tough to get a feel for, but I've, I don't know if I blame the controls or the level design because there's a certain amount of memorization that was just required for certain areas. And I, I don't know, in a, in a different kind of like more open environment, since this is an overhead, you know, the intriguing thing of like, oh, it's an overhead brawler, but you're yeah. all just going down corridors, except for that one part in the last level where it's kind of a maze and that it's intriguing. And I'm like, I, I, I would like to test these controls out somewhere else. <laughs> I, I don't know. Agreed. And I think uh, they were also generous in that the three characters is really a way to change your controls and play the game mm -hmm. a little bit different, which is a nice touch. Yeah. All right. And now it's time for challenge factor. Where do you got this deal? Broski, I gave this a 4.0. Mm. Um, there are certainly harder games on the podium of punishment from this era of gaming, but the challenge really lies in mastering the slippery controls when it comes to those pit deaths, dude. Like the, the pit yeah. deaths really what make this game hard. None of the fights make it hard. It's just memorizing those darn pits. I also gave it a 4.0, and I agree 100% because... Those are just moments where you're just like, like I said, it, there's a kind of frustration that I haven't felt for a while that only old games can truly get where it's just like, you're just, you're just like, that is unfair and you have to stop. <laughs> like it's, you know, so they got me. And finally, theme and fun. What you got, bro? 2.5, dude. I think the theme is totally rad. I love just watching the show and then playing the game. Like, they're super <laughs> faithful to it. The characters are fun. Uh, yeah, the manual's yeah. super quirky. It's got all that charm from the era. The fun itself can be hit and miss for all the aforementioned stuff that we talked about. Ultimately, I had a good time with it, but I couldn't bring myself to give it a three. I've, I agree. I also gave it a 2.5. I thought 
Well, it does have a lot of characters from the roller games thing. There's also a lot going on that's just like, who's this guy? Why'd he kidnap? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. There's not not a whole lot of story. It's just like barely there to string along these <laughs> levels together. Dude, if they changed two things or added two things, rather, I think they would bump this game up considerably, which would be a two-player mode. If there's a two-player simultaneous, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, um, and yeah. then. Like we mentioned briefly before, um, if we could just pick up right where we we dropped off, losing a life in a pit death or something, um, or at least give us some checkpoints in the levels, well, like one or the other. That's that's something. Yeah, that the 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 brutal respawn. Like it feels there's a certain amount of cheapness to it that I'm like I would have expected yeah. this from a game in '87 or maybe even '88, right. but this is 1990. By this point, it's like I expect a little more. Come on. Yeah, Super Nintendo was was coming out. It was it was so yeah. you know there there's some decent parts to most of the game, but I don't know. It had a couple intriguing parts that I would have liked to see explore a little more. But you know, you, you take what you can get, and then there's some also really hard and frustrating parts. It's one hundred percent. All right, it comes down to this, Dale. Do you recommend roller games for the NES? To a fellow gamer. Yeah, Nick. Oh. I would. I, I would say play this game. Um, I'd say definitely if you're a fan of Konami or beat-em-ups, which if you're playing games in this era, you probably are. Um, and this is this is a solid one. It's really not bad. Um, especially if you've got the ability to save state, then you're gonna yeah. have you'll have a good time with it. I yeah, I, I would recommend it, but only if you have some sort of save. Like I don't think I would have made it through this on an actual cartridge, like without pulling my hair out, you know. Well, uh, now that I had the advantage of playing through it with the save states and, and getting to get a taste of this whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of tempted to try to play it legitimate and see how far I can get. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a, another fun feature about old games is where you, it, it sucks when you have to keep playing these things over again. But as, as a byproduct of that, you get really good at these levels. It's like it's, it's fun to be good at levels, you know, so you, you do yeah. get to enjoy it that way. When Whereas if you just save state through, it's like you're always just squeaking by the first and then you finally make it. And you're like, never again so then you can know. bust this thing out at parties and impress the girls dude. <laughs> yeah man it would impress me geez i um <laughs> next week's game will be street fighter 2010 for the nes so grab a hold of that however you can. I, I imagine you will probably have to use nefarious methods because I don't know. Is that even available anywhere? I- <laughs> Man, I've seen this one on the shelf before at uh, at the, the same game store I think you used to frequent back in that oh, town yeah. that uh, we, we both lived in for a period of time. I remember seeing this thing and I, you know, call me crazy. I might have, I might have a copy of this. I'll get back to you. I'll let the oh, listeners know in the okay. next episode. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm excited to revisit it after many years. So it just seems like one of those games that would be rare. Because it's not that popular. <laughs> yeah, that's also from what I hear, not super great. Is there any connection to the actual Street Fighter universe? I I don't remember. I I think your name is Ken. I know that uh, your name is Ken, and it is Street Fighter. But uh, who knows, dude? Yeah, uh, more answers next week. Stay tuned, folks. If any listeners know the answer to that question, you could feel free to let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail dot com or cart command on Twitter. Or you can look for us on Facebook. I remembered all three. First try. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Ooh. Yep, I'm getting it after almost seven years, finally, maybe. <laughs> well, actually, Eric normally does his part, so I'm rusty. I blame it on him. 
But <laughs> if you guys are impressed, yeah, yeah, you know, throw a little bit of that liquid gold, a little bit of that Valdez Jr. out to the, the Patreon. <laughs> Support the fellows. Yeah. Oil me up, baby. Uh, but uh, yes. And so we thanks to all our listeners, but especially to those precious, precious patrons who, who keep the keep the lights going. I think they might have to buy me a new mic stand soon. Uh, <laughs> we'll find out and we're able to do it thanks to them. So even a buck or two helps a lot. And we appreciate each and every one of of you guys gals guys and gals you guys are the true freewheeling skate wizards <laughs> yeah yeah you're not a vicious international what is it i don't punks and eternal renegades yeah punks and eternal renegades oh eternal wow but on that cheery note until next time cartridge commandos game on Game on. Game on. <laughs> oh, my God. Just fix it in post. I'll, yeah, there'll be a lot of that this time. <laughs> That's right. Roller games for the NES was. Oh, now I'm dumb enough. Let me double check. Sorry. Don't apologize to me, man. Apologize to the fans. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> they won't hear any of this. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, I think that, uh, damn it. I had one last thing I was going to. Oh, yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good content. Keep it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's only put that behind a paywall. <laughs>